The footy was created on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to all First Nations people and acknowledge their profound contribution to the game we bloody love. This is the Grouse House Podcast. G'day, you legends. It's a very exciting footy with mates today. Damo, super coach, expert. And then we discover that Tom is also an expert. But a very quick message for two things, because the season is starting right around the corner. The two places you can play along with us, Tom in particular, the super coach code for our league is 702727. 702727. We'll put that in the subreddit and we'll do a post about it as well, I imagine. And then the tipping code, at, we're using the afl.com.au one. The tipping code to join our league, the footy, it's called Bounce That Tip or something like that. FHN7YEAW. FHN7YEAW. We'll put it in the uh, link tree and all that shit as well. But that's it. Join those two and we'll have a very fun year. Um, and I'll win them both. I'm actually, for tipping, I'm actually going to have a crack this year. Because I don't think I'd ended up coming last. Remember? Enjoy this episode. Bounce that pill. Footy. G'day and welcome to the footy with mates. This is the first one of the year. Is that right, Tom? Uh, second one if you count the... Uh, Tim oh, Timmy, Timmy boy. Yep. Yeah, no, well then it's the second. <laughs> and uh, this, is a, this is a time-sensitive one. Hi, Tom. Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, happy the... Let's fucking say 20, 20, 24th. Like 28th, I think. 28th? 20, 28th? 28th. It's not next... No, no, no. It's the 2nd of March. Oh, happy 2nd of March. Folks, today is a special, special episode for multiple reasons. You all love the footy. That's why you're here. You love bouncing those pills. You love uh, disposing of those efficiencies. Mm. You like um, eating those uh, jam donuts. Yeah, delicious. But some of you, we... Well, let's say all of us like footy for very different reasons. Some of us love, like for me, I love the, the smell of a footy record. And, or, and some of you love um, calling, holding the ball at a mm. game. And some of you love the data and the stats. So much so that some of you love the data and the stats more than the, the smell of the liniment. So that's what makes you and I, Tom, such a great uh, dichotomy and dynamic. Yeah. Is you love your beep 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 numbers crunch them at uh, fifty two equals five, and I'm more, oh, the, well, you know, for you, the, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. So you love a game called Supercoach, correct? And the season, it's it's crunch time for Supercoach right now, isn't it? It is. It's get it right now or forget about it. Wow. And that's why we have got a kind of like when Breaking Bad came out or The Walking Dead on Conan, we've got a, a, a team of experts on this field. Uh, my first guest today is uh, from Melbourne. His name is Tom and he loves Supercoach. Tom, thanks for coming. Thanks so much, Brian. Thank you for having me. Uh, an absolute pleasure. Our next guest is coming to us all the way from a, a place that often requests to be removed from the Australian mainland and become their own nation, a place that is the most isolated city in the world, a place where wrestling will be, it has just been. Uh, we're joined by Damo, 
but the handle traditionally is Damo SC. Hi, Damo. Hey, guys. It's good to be here. It's good to talk some Supercoach. Now, you are not only a Supercoacher, but a yep. podcaster as well on the topic of Supercoach. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, um, I've got a podcast, and I didn't realize how close the name of our podcast was to yours until very recently. Uh, so I've got the footy mailbag, which is not in any way related to your podcast. <laughs> Would you consider changing it to the footy mailbag with Broden Kelly? Oh, we could talk about something like that. Yeah, sure. Why not? It, uh, for me, there's uh, there's clear issues. Like one being that it's bad for the, like it's confusing, but there's something to it, and we can talk about that off air. Can I ask you both? Mm. Um, we got what the goal of today is. If you are going to play Super Coach, it's to get an oaf like me. I'll I'll play the 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 lowest common denominator because in this field I am. Yeah. I want you to talk me to the point where I can win. What do you win? Like six grand or something? Fifty grand, I think. Right, Damo. First prize gets fifty grand. Yeah. Have you ever won the fifty grand? No. Have no, you? No, no. No. You need an extreme amount of luck to go with. Very good super coaching, I would say, to, to win the 50 grand. Who won it last year? Do you know who won it, Damo? Not off the top of my head, no. No, it's often not someone from the community, you know? What do you mean? It's not someone from the super coach community, you know? It's just a random person playing and they got lucky with a few things. Lucky? Yeah. That's Because I thought this was like an intelligence game. <laughs> is, is it not? Is it? Well... You get, there's tactics and everything involved and everyone knows how to put yourself in a good position, but usually the winner's done something a little bit outside the box and everyone's trying to work out what that tactic might be to move them up the rankings as quick as possible. But a lot of the time, the people who think they know how to win usually just sort of clumped in sort of in one sort of area of the rankings. And I mean, their tactics are good and the tactics make sense, but it's usually someone who goes a little outside the box and they usually take the, the um, prize in the end. I'm on board already. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. I can feel myself. Braden, it could be your lucky year. Can I give an example of when luck really worked out for me, Braden? Yes. One year I finished 80th in Supercoach. It's pretty much my, um, my claim to fame. And what happened that year was... Um, can I interject for a second? Please. How high have you gone, Damo? Have you ever gone higher than 80? Uh, I haven't gone higher than 80. Did you I go, finished... Did you go Wow. I finished in the top 200, but I haven't gone higher than 80. You mm. finished 80th? Yeah, I finished 80th. Overall? Yeah. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm a f- uh, super coach expert, mate. Um, Jesus. Not really. But yeah, so this year that I came 80th right, it was time for me to do my first upgrade, Broden. Do you understand what I an upgrade I didn't know is? I was in the room with an expert on super coach. I feel a bit sick. I feel like you do know that because you were in the, <laughs> in the room with two experts. Jesus. Okay, sorry, go on. So I went to do my first upgrade around uh, week six, let's say. Do you know what an upgrade is, Broden? Uh, well, yeah, like t- from medium to large fries. Exactly a- right. So an upgrade in super coach is when you take like a rookie who may have made some money and you take some money that you've made elsewhere and upgrade that rookie to a premium. Okay. I'm, I'm going to spew. I'm <laughs> yeah, lost. Can I, lost. Can I take a step back for a second? Yeah, yeah, but that was a good guess you did. Yeah. You, it was a, it was, and it paid off. Can I ask you both, yeah. if you were to conduce what Supercoach is into a very simple paragraph for a year one, mm-hmm. what is Supercoach? And you can work on this together. Um, you, you pretty much watch footy, pick the players that are 
priced lower than their performing uh, lower than their performing level, and then you cash them out once they reach their peak. Yeah, so Supercoach is a fantasy AFL game where you are set a budget and you're allowed to trade players depending on their price, depending on how they perform, yeah. to try and get better throughout the year. And you have what, like 20 million or something? Or how much? You, you have like 10 million, which is an arbitrary number. It doesn't really correlate to anything in particular. And you, could, you, you have to use that budget to pay for a bunch of players yeah, and so maximize you have to pick that 30 10 million. 30 players with that 10 million, and then you go from there. Damo, do you like the film Moneyball? I've seen it a few times. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty good film. Uh, it, it feels like you should love this. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Moneyball. <laughs> it's you know because it's it's this, but kind of with a different sport and and more real, uh, more literal. Yeah. Um, but you guys could make a movie about Moneyballing Supercoach. Anyway, um, okay, that's good. So my first question to you both is. For someone starting who wanted to start Supercoach or is starting a team this week, what are the keys for a beginner? What are the key things you need to know to make a good team? I guess you've got to start with your money makers. You've got to know some of the rookies. You've got to know who's been drafted high, know who's on the cusp of a debut maybe in the upcoming season or throughout the season, and then pick them so that your team is making money throughout the season so that you can make the upgrades and get your team to a full high-scoring you know, unit. Okay, right. And are there players? Um, so you, literally, if you're not get a bit of football knowledge before you make your team is really important. Because my experience, whenever I've had a crack at doing this, is I just know the good Melbourne ones. Yeah. Um, and then, so you, I feel like everyone, if they follow footy, has shorthand for one team, and then they have to guess the other seventeen teams. Is that fair? I mean, playing the game, you learn about the other players, you learn about the other teams. Like, there are players that I had no idea existed until I played Supercoach. And Mm. then I've sort of got this full sort of holistic knowledge of players in most clubs now just from playing Supercoach. Who's your favourite player from another team purely by their value as a Supercoach player? I'm a big Zach Butters fan at the moment. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. (laughs) What about Zach Butters? What is, what is, is he a kicker, a handballer? What's he doing? Bit of everything, right? He's inside, outside, mid, um, just accumulates the footy and uses it well. And the best thing about him is he also goes forward and impacts the scoreboard, which contributes massively to his super coach potential. That's interesting. Can I ask you both why there are competitive, there are com- competitors to super coach? What makes super coach the most enjoyable one for both of you to play? Because you just talked a little bit there about the idea of he uses it well. What does yeah. that mean? I've got strong opinions, Damo, so maybe you go first. Um, so Supercoach is massively on like how the ball ends up from your disposal and how you use it and how it impacts the contest for your team in that game, whereas the other competitors are more how many possessions does this player get? It doesn't really matter what they do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So in fantasy, a kick is a kick. You get points for a kick. In Supercoach, if you kick it to the opposition player, you go backwards in points. Right. So it's like just on that alone, I would never play any of the others. But um, the, the UI with Supercoach is really good as well. The user, UI? Yeah, the user interface. Like it's very easy to use. I find some of the other ones very confusing. But the other thing is, and like this is a complex thing, Broden, but the points cap with Supercoach is really important and really interesting. So you can only get from the 44 players on the field... A total of, is it 4,400, 
Damo? It's uh, 3,300. 3,300. Mm. 1,100 off. Yeah, and, and that means I'm trying to keep this fun and light and positive, but it means that <laughs> that the way it was pitched to me, Brad, when I first started Supercoach was that your Supercoach score could be a way to compare a modern day player to like an older player Yeah. because of the way this point caps work. Yep. So if a team comes out, like remember the first year that GWS was in the league and everyone was kicking bags on them? Yeah. If a player came out and had 30 disposals and kick six goals against GWS, so would their entire team. So the points would be capped and everyone would score a little bit less. Yeah. So the easy goals are actually worth less in Supercoach. Does it's that got make a sense? Relative grading. Relative grading. So the, the yeah. pitch would be you could go back and if someone kicked 10 goals against a team where there was like zero goals kicked that day versus 20 years later, 10 goals kicked against a, t- a game where there was 40 goals kicked, then that person back in the day would get a higher Supercoach score Yeah, because of the cap system. So as the game changes and evolves, Supercoach is still relevant because of this cap. So both of you say to have a good team going forward this year, how much engagement, because what I usually do is I play, I make my little team, they're predominantly Melbourne players, and then I make it, and then the first round happens, and then I don't open it again yeah. um, for the rest of the year. So my question is, because what happens is someone gets injured or someone gets suspended or there's a buy or something, and I go, it brings me too much anxiety and stress mm-hmm. to have to go and figure out the maths of how to, who to change out and what to do here. My f- question to you is, what, what do you do when approached with those conflicts or is that the joy of it? And then the second thing is, how much time a week are we spending on Supercoach? So for me, that, that's literally the joy of it. That is, that's the other thing is like some of the other non-Supercoach platforms have unlimited trades. Supercoach has a limit on trades, so it is tactical. And that's what I would say to you, Braden. Once you pick your team, if you don't pick your team with a tactic in mind, then yes, you'll probably get bored and give up. But if you have an idea of, of where you want to go with it and a tactic, that might engage you more. Damo. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to consume or uh, use your Supercoach team like every single day. You can look at it once teams are released every single week and make your decisions from there. You don't have to... You, you don't have to be there in front of your team 24-7. You can do as little or do as much as you want to, but having a plan in place to manage your team is more important than how often you manage your team. Mm. You just talked to about tactic. What are the kind of tactics that you've both done in the past? And what, like, I don't even know what so I, I mean would, by tactic. I would suggest, and I'd be interested to know if Damo agrees with me, and Damo, you can tell me where I'm wrong. I think there's two tactics and two ways to go about it. Yep. Either it's called guns and rookies, or mid-prices. And I think usually to balance your team with 10 million, you need to either get a bunch of guns and then a bunch of rookies. And hope that the rookies do well. And then you can upgrade them or you just get mid-prices. So the guys like Zach Williams, who's been off for two years, so he's underpriced. Right. Would you agree that that's the two main tactics, Damon? Yeah, there's there's other tactics that aren't as popular. Like there's the lone wolf tactic where you won't pick anyone over a certain ownership percentage mm-hmm. because you want your team to be able to separate itself from the pack. But most of the time it's guns and rookies or mid-price madness. What's an ownership percentage? So if a player is in – so let's say there's 100,000 sign-ups for Supercoach. If a player's in 30,000 teams, right. it's in 30% of teams. So it's like a danger field in 2016 or a Max Gorn every year or like a... Yeah, correct. And but, it's very hard to win when you have the same players as everyone else. Yep. Because you can't distinguish yourself. I do have a question off that. Mm. Who 
is the te- players who are the most, who have the highest ownership percentage, and who are the ones that you would say, even though everyone's going to have them, you must have this player. It it changes every year, but this year, like Nick Dacos is one of the highest owned early this preseason, and even though there's round zero coming up and all the buys that go along with that, people still don't want to miss out on him because he's such a high price and he might not come down enough to eventually acquire by a rookie maxing out their their price. What percentage of people have Nick Dacos for 2024? I'd have to look it up. No, that's all good. I thought I just thought you guys might know that. No, but I would comment that I think Nick Dacos is the one that people are saying if you don't start Nick Dacos you can't win. So you would would you can't win unless you have Nick Dacos. That's what people are positing. I don't know how you feel about that, Damo. What do you think? I disagree. It depends how you're making up the points. You can win without him, but I think having him will create a lot less headaches than not having him. Mm. So at the moment, Broden, it's Harley Reid is the most owned player in Supercoach. Really? Yeah. Then Brody Grundy, then Colby McKercher, then yeah. Nick Dacos, then Zach Williams, then a bunch of other rookies, basically. How do you feel about Harley Reid, um, Damo? I just hope the pressure that the West Australian newspaper is putting <laughs> on him doesn't get to his head yeah. and uh, he actually goes out there and plays footy and... As a Frio supporter, it's tough to say this, but I'd like to see West Coast get a bit more competitive and get back up the and get back up the, the ladder. Obviously, mm. I want Fremantle to get back up the ladder first, but I'd lo- I don't like seeing teams wallowing in like the depths of the ladder. No, even though it's West Coast and you're a Frio supporter, you'll yes. regret saying that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, the the okay. Who are the other ones who? You must have. I would say Marcus Bontempelli in the midfield, but his price is above 700K, which is quite significant because not a lot of players start the season above 700K. Okay. Yeah, totally. I think jumping off that demo, like it's it's good to have a you. It's because of, do you know the way the captaincy works, Brad? You get double points for captain, correct? And h- points and a half of vice. Yeah. Well, no, just n- vices comes in if you're. If your captain doesn't play or is injured oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. okay, right. So I think that making sure that you have one captain who, if you're going to have a captain, you may as well have them. It's important that they're like, they're going to co- score the most points in the whole league. So if you're taking Bond, that's your captain every week. And yep. if he scores the most points, then you're going to be better off because they're doubled. Yeah, okay. Um, Brody Grundy's an interesting one. Talk to me about Brody Grundy this year and why you think that would be, is why people are picking him so much. Well, he was great at Collingwood. He was one of the best ruckmen at Collingwood. Went to Melbourne. Didn't quite work out at Melbourne because Max Gorn was there and two gun rucks don't really work together when their one wood is being a ruckman. Whereas now he's gone to Sydney and he's going to be that main ruck again like he was at Collingwood. And followed him across is Taylor Adams, who was his best um, was his best centre clearance oh, mate at, that. At, mm. at, at Collingwood. That's interesting. Do you remember the seasons before he left, he started to drop off a little bit? Does anyone remember yeah, that? I think he, I think they were injury riddled. But the thing I would say, Brandon, is he's 480, which is super cheap. Okay. And the games without Gorn last year, I think he scored like 120s. Right, Damo? It was a drastic difference to what he averaged with Gorn. Yeah. yeah so that shows that he has it in him. Like yeah. it's possible because when Gorn wasn't there. So at that price, if he comes out and scores like that, he'll be... 
like easily the best player to own next year. And then on the other side of it, would you say Gorn uninterrupted and as the one going back? Oh, he might be a bit more expensive, but he might have another year of consistently. How much does he cost? I think he's about 580. So he is down on his usual. Yeah. But yeah, he showed again last year that he can score 200. Well, even in the preseason games, he's looked very good. Yeah. Um, Touchwood doesn't go down fucking <laughs> between you. Um, okay, great. Uh, well, I guess I want to talk more about that. Who are the ones who you are uh, hedging your bets on this year? Yeah. Both of you. Damo first. I think that Caleb Sarong is going to come out as the 1A midfielder for Fremantle. So I've got him in my side at the moment. I. Um, I always go towards Fremantle players, obviously, because they're right under my nose being a supporter, a bit like you with Melbourne there, Broden. Yeah. But the, what I've seen from Caleb Sarong in their intra-clubs and in the preseason games, he's just going to pick up from where he left off last season and then go to another level, even with Hayden Young and Nat Fife inserted back into that midfield mix. I didn't realise how small he is. He's 179 centimetres, a teensy tiny boy, but um, like clearly is a uh, disposal getter. Yeah, for sure. And something that flew under the radar in his draft year is he actually had better stats than Matt Rowell in his draft year. Mm. Oh, really? And he's from Geelong, which is a worry. I worry for you. <laughs> yeah. I worry for you, Damo. That is a worry. He's signed long-term. Hopefully <laughs> he honours his contract, unlike some other players. Yes. Yeah. Um, just, uh, for, just to make it Melbourne-centric again, and, uh, again, and I apologise, but the pick that we got off you for Lukey J... Um, was a guy called Caleb Windsor, and I, I think he's a – I don't know how much he costs, but he, he's going to accrue disposals at a very, very, very high rate. Have you looked at him yet? Yeah, 180K available in the forward line, so he'll be very popular. Rookies in the forward line are rolled gold because forwards aren't known for scoring well every single week. So if you can stick your rookies there and cop the rookie scores, then your team usually performs pretty pretty well. Is that a general rule on super coaches? Like you have forwards, you have backs, but seriously just get as many midfielders as you can? Midfielders are like the engine of your team. You want mid more midfielders than any other position. And you can find like defenders that have moved into the midfield throughout the season in a role change. So you can get these defenders in your, in your team that are scoring like midfielders. On that, just on the one preseason hit out I've seen for Melbourne, Salem played in the middle just quietly. Um, That's so, interesting. Um, sorry, Tom, who's yours? Uh, I have a couple. My, my biggest one is is probably Jordan Ridley now that um, Mackay has gone to Essendon. I really like Ridley as like a ball user and a rebounder. And I feel like he, he could be purely doing that role at Essendon this year now that Mackay will, you know, be doing a lot more defending. And then the other one I would say is like Hugh McCluggage and Tuke Miller had really down years last year and I think they'll they'll bounce back to to really high averages. So they're two locks for me in the midfield. Underpriced midfielders that I think will score really highly are like, yeah, my favourite sort of pick, I guess. Hell yeah. Um, the last one is the buys are the big... Uh thing this year mm -hmm. there's one every week yeah <laughs> or like play so like how what how are you actually supposed to go about dealing with a buy this year yeah well so round zero doesn't count round zero is a free hit you what get you to mean? see those eight teams play without anything affecting your super coach team yeah so no one will score in round zero really yeah because otherwise it would just be so fucked and it <laughs> wouldn't work basically so that's almost another pre-season round for super coach Correct. Yeah, for those eight teams, yeah. And then the players from those eight teams, those prices will change one week earlier than the other 10 teams. 
but you get a good look at them. It's it's almost like a trade off. Yeah. But so do those players who play in that round play one less game of Supercoach for the year? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So why would you get them? Well, that it's it's about balance. You you want to balance your team with these players because there are some players like Max Gorn that you don't want to miss out on, or Brody Grundy, or Nick Dacos. So it's about balance. And luckily for the buyers, it's best eighteen. So only your best eighteen scores count for that round. As opposed to 22. So the buy rounds are a little easier in a way. So if Melbourne is playing round zero but doesn't have a buy until round 18 or something, that could be very advantageous to have that player. Yeah. You know, like even though they're going to go up in price a week early. Far out. It seems, is it just going to be hard? This is going to be the hardest year ever, but they've given us 10 more trades. So we're up to 40 trades, which at first I was mad about, but then I'm just like, whatever, that sounds fun. Yeah. 40 trades is heaps, but we'll probably need them. Um. I've run out of questions. I feel good. Do you guys want to free ball for a second on any other hot takes you have? Give me your hot takes for the year. Okay. Uh, this this round zero is unlike anything that has happened in Supercoach before, and who knows if it will happen again, but all these people coming out with all these tactics, but we're not going to know what the right tactic is until it's all over. Mm. So... Everyone can have their own ideas and it's good to have your own ideas because otherwise you might get stuck in a little bit of no man's land, but no one will know what's the right tactic until it's all done. Yeah, that, that's my hot take too, actually. Like very similar. I think whoever nails the tactic this year, it's never been the same. You know what I was saying at the start? You need to have tactic, you need to have luck. Whoever nails the tactic this year will probably win and the thing that's a guess yes well i, I mean yeah speculative I investment yeah. like on like on wall street you're just you're, you pick a, tr- a stock that you like and you just invest in that yeah like is the tactic just like no round zero teams or is it everyone's from round zero because they go up in price a week early you know like you could go the extreme one way or the other there do you both feel comfortable telling the general public your tactics for this year I feel comfortable because mine is just like play as usual. Don't stress out too much about it. If you get lucky, start pouring more hours into it. Otherwise, just enjoy it. You got very high last year, didn't you? I, I think I, I can't remember last year, but I was definitely like top two thousand or something. And what cooked? Something cooked you. I had a few cookers, but I did fuck up a buy really bad. I traded out um who I tra- traded out Jacob Van Royen a week early on the buys. I just didn't double check when his buy was. And then I traded him out. This ended up having a zero on field, lost like 90 points. So it was a whole thing. And how about yours, Damon? Um, I'm going guns and rookies, but I'm just balancing the players that I have over the early buy rounds just so I'm not missing too much because if I have too many premiums missing through those early buy rounds from um, because of round zero, then it's about the rookie scores that come on that I need to be comfortable with. So I'm just balancing my team out and making sure that I've got an even spread of players across pretty much all, all the teams. And hoping for the best. Mm. Pretty much. Shit, yeah. All right, well, gents, all the best with your uh, fantasy cover uh, this year. Mm-hmm. I hope it goes very well for you, and I hope your t- uh, players have great years. Um, thank you for coming on, Damo. Thanks for com- Thanks for being here. Yes. Uh, wh- wow. Thank you for inviting me onto the podcast. An absolute honour. Uh, Tom. Have a great super coach. Thank you. Dama, have a great super coach. We'll Thank be you. back on Monday. Bounce that pill.